0: So working for a nonprofit is really about wanting to give back to the community, which everyone that works in a nonprofit will say that you really put the community and the organization above all else rather than focusing on, say, your pay or what will I get out of working for the event. It's very much, what am I bringing to the community? How is this helping the community? So like with the balloon race, we're able to provide that free admission feature for families.
1: You're listening to the R-Town Reno podcast with KWNKLP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. This week's guest on our podcast is Melissa Ung, the event coordinator for the Great Reno Balloon Race. The 43rd annual Great Reno Balloon Race is already in the works, even though the 42nd just took place last month. Behind this whimsical nonprofit event are people who have dedicated years of their lives to making this magic come to life, especially Melissa Ung. She coordinates everything you could possibly think of that goes into this balloon festival, and she does it all year round with a smile on her face. I'm Mia Wood, your reporter for this episode. First, a word from our sponsor, and then back to this week's episode about the Great Reno Balloon Race with Melissa Ung. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reno's Media Lab.
0: Media Lab. Podcast. Client services,
1: special projects, documentaries.
0: We are a production center at, at the Reynolds, Reynolds School of
1: Journalism. of Journalism, the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. This is the Art on Reno podcast. I'm Mia Wood, your reporter for this week, and we are with Melissa Ung. We will be talking about all things Melissa, hot air balloons, and what really goes into planning an event. So, how have you been, Melissa? I've think good. Post-event season has been pretty
0: mellow, nothing happening.
1: So this is kind of a full circle moment for us. We met because you interviewed me for an internship and now I'm interviewing you. I was one of Melissa's marketing interns this past summer for the 2023 Great Reno Balloon Race and it was a good time. We made a good team. <laughs> so can you share with us how and why you got into the balloon event planning
0: So going way, way back in like, I think it was maybe 2015, I randomly found this essay that I wrote about what I wanted to do after I graduated from the J school. And it turns out I wrote about wanting to become an event manager, but I didn't find this essay until like two years working into the balloon race. So essentially, I wanted to become an event planner because I really like the busyness of it. And then my thing was to stay within the
1: hospitality and tourism industry since I had worked at The Row originally doing their social media. That's really cool. So you're in graduate school for business. Um, When are you supposed to graduate that?
0: My goal is hopefully winter 2025 or spring 2026. Gotcha.
1: But your bachelor's degree is in journalism. Would you say your event planning position is journalistic in any way? I would definitely say it is. Like, I emphasize in strategic
0: communications, which I think it's PR here now, and in news. And so everything I use, I feel like I really, or everything I learned, I really use with the balloon race. So, like, I do a lot of the social media pre- and post-event, and so everything I learned in school in terms of like writing, proper style, and the newsletters too, and and the the official website, that kind of all helped me in the J school, and a lot of it was just like the other background things like ethics, Um, there was this book I had read my very first semester of the J school, And it was called, uh, I think it was like How to Steal Like an Artist. It was in Todd Phelps' class. And it really like changed my perspective of how to create new ideas. Because we can't all be original. We kind of take an idea from someone else and make it our own. So it kind of really helped me change my thinking from just being so rigid
1: to like being more fluid. Nice. So what did you want to do? with your journalism degree before you dedicated most of your time to being a GRBR coordinator? I know you just said you've kind of always wanted to do event planning. What else did you think you might have wanted to try out?
0: I honestly had no clue what I was going to do because, mm. as with every post-grad, <laughs> you go through that struggle of trying to find a job. So I was just applying and applying and applying for whatever I could get. <laughs> That's about to be oh. me. <laughs> exactly. And so it would, I got really lucky that my uh, colleague, now friend, was hiring at The Row, and she took a chance on me, and that's when I became uh, the digital social media coordinator for The Row, and wow. so that really helped me, at least at that time, I was purely focused on just social media, and then when you just stick to one job, you kind of think, oh, I'm going to work in social media forever, but then gotcha. it kind of, like, changed.
1: I see. So the Great Reno Balloon Race is a nonprofit. Can you explain what it really means to be a nonprofit organization and how it makes you feel to be one of the leaders in an organization like this?
0: So working for a nonprofit is really about wanting to give back to the community, which everyone that works in a nonprofit will say that. Um you really put the community and the organization above all else rather than focusing on say your pay, or what will I get out of working for the event? It's very much what am I bringing to the community? How is this helping the community? So, like with the balloon race, we're able to provide that free admission feature for families. Like things are just getting expensive these days. Just a ticket to go to, like, say Disneyland is. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how expensive it is now. Probably I like two hundred dollars or exactly. something. Exactly. Like Versus at least the balloon race, you can still kind of feel. At least if you're in Reno, you kind of know the magical experience and just emotions that come with the balloon race. And so you really just get to be part of something bigger than yourself.
1: Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) That's so (laughs) nice of you to say. Um, So what do you think the balloon race means to the community? And what do you think is so special about it that it gets more popular each year?
0: Oh, that's a hard question. Um, (laughs) So... Wow, that was a very hard question. It's just a magical thing that generations and generations and generations of families get to experience. So, like, at the event, we'll have people of all ages coming up to Ron Smith, who's the voice of the Great Reno Balloon Race, asking for his signature. And they'll say, I remember listening to your voice when I was a kid, when the event first started, and now my kids and my grandkids are here. So just being able, I think, to create memories free of charge to the community is what makes it special to the reno community and just being able to have i guess that community treasure in our hearts which
1: sounds very corny <laughs> <laughs> i actually had a couple of people come up to me when i was handing out ron smith's trading cards they said can you have him autograph this he autographed his trading cards which i thought was really cool it's super cute <laughs> it's
0: amazing in like 2019 i think it was and i think it happened throughout every year I will see people bring shirts, hats, and other things just for Ron to sign. It's crazy.
1: Wow, he's really famous. He really is. (laughs) (laughs) So do you believe that your marketing strategies in any way are like a big contribution to why this event creates so much traction and excitement?
0: I think marketing helps spread the word and awareness, but I really think it's the community that drives are traction and excitement because people talk about like oh here's why you should be excited for this here's why I go I've been going this so many years right. um, it's a really we like to say it's a really community-owned event people take ownership of wanting to provide their own special tips wanting to say why they should go in their own stories and how long they've been going right
1: This is the R Town Reno podcast. I'm Mia Wood, your reporter for this week, and we will take a short break with ads from two other Reno podcasts you should be listening to. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is De La Do you like to get into a random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out upofthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at DoubleScoopNevada and listen to KWNK
0: 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an
1: artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit doublescoop.art events and filter for call for artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. And we're back this is the R Town Reno podcast I'm Mia Wood your reporter for today and we're with Melissa Ung. We were just catching up and talking about Melissa's background. So you're already planning the balloon race for next September. I received the newsletter in my email and saw that there's already the new dates for next year, September 6th through 8th, 2024. But have you felt more relaxed since the last one ended or are you already kind of feeling the stress for next year?
0: I'm definitely super relaxed. When you go through (laughs) an
1: event, I don't know if you've experienced, but it just feels like an out-of-body experience.
0: And like September already feels like 10 years ago, I can't really fully remember. I feel like the balloon race
1: was a fever dream to me. Exactly. you're like, (laughs) did that actually happen? Or maybe I was just delusional from no sleep and waking up really early. Oh, 100%. (laughs) It was totally like a fever dream. It was a good fever dream. (laughs) Very magical with all of the hot air balloons. (laughs) And it Um, was your first
0: year, right? It was
1: my first balloon race, which is crazy that you hired me, even (laughs) though I don't know anything about hot air balloons.
0: But I think that's the best (laughs) thing for someone to experience it and finally see it. So now you could talk about it once you move wherever you go to, wherever your journey
1: takes you. On my resume forever. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Can you describe the relief that you feel the day um, the event ends or like the day after? I know I took a fat nap on that Sunday and was just trying to get back to a normal schedule Monday. So what was your process?
0: I don't know if it's a relief, I feel. I think just going back to the other statement I made, it really is an out-of-body experience where I think after the event ended on that Sunday, I was already like, wow, what are we doing for
1: next year? Like, (laughs) I'm
0: so excited we like throughout the year we already start writing things we want to do for the next year even during the event like little things will happen we're like okay we want to do this for next year and so we're already always thinking about what we'll do for the next year and so on and so i guess going back to the question what's my normal schedule on that monday what's super crazy and odd is that it is dead silent on Monday. No <laughs> phone calls, zero emails, Facebook is quiet. We'll just get, I like, that's tags. good for you, though. It's wild. I saw you were, like,
1: reposting stories and stuff, mm-hmm. which is pretty easy, um, but you were just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really crazy. Like, I just can't believe how quiet it gets after an event. It still amazes yeah. me. and you are the... You're the woman who knows it all, which probably can get annoying for you. But everyone's like, go ask Melissa. She knows. <laughs> she knows everything. So I could only imagine the peace you probably get from the silence um, from the day after. So It definitely is
0: peaceful. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like,
1: why is this quiet? Something's like, wrong. Is, is something going to happen? Like, <laughs> Yeah, something's very wrong here. But it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> so tell me about what you do throughout the year to plan this event like i know summer is pretty busy hence that's why you have interns to assist you but what do you really do october through april so from
0: about october to december we do a lot of debriefs with a lot of our partners vendors volunteers um, and our flight operations team. And we also start looking for special shapes. Special shapes is a big one. Oh, um, you have to, like, scout them
1: out exactly the country. And kind of
0: start, like, negotiating prices. Because special shapes can be expensive. Um, they're just a big draw, which is why you want to bring them in. Like, for example, sushi. Sushi was, Sushi's like... Sushi is very big, famous. Exactly. <laughs> so we always like to bring sushi in. And so we are able to already announce sushi, but then say, like... Uh, we're thinking about maybe bringing in Darth Vader again for next year. So we have to start mm-hmm. negotiating that. But also another thing is that everyone sucks at responding to emails. So that's why we start sending them now. And then so I can bug them every like one to two months after everyone's uh, finished going to Albuquerque, which is the big 500 plus balloon event.
1: Which is absolutely crazy. Yes. I couldn't imagine those event planners. (laughs) They probably have a whole squad of them. They 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 have have so
0: many. I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the pictures, it looks fake. Yeah, I bet it
1: does look fake.
0: All right, going back to your question. uh, So to December and then January to like April is a lot of starting the conversations with sponsors, vendors, Mm -hmm. volunteers, getting the ball rolling because um, everything's kind of a slow trickle effect. No one wants to start thinking about September, so it's a lot of spending yeah. time of, like, pushing
1: people, like, hey, we're here, like, we're ready to start planning. Mm-hmm. I remember when you offered me my um, intern position back in March of oh, 2023. Oh, was it that early? It oh, my was, gosh. It was, <laughs> like, the middle or late March, and the day or the day after I accepted my position, you sent 10,000 calendar invites <laughs> with all of the dates we will possibly need until the end of the balloon race. Like, you already had everything booked. You said what time it's going to be, where it's going to be, who's supposed to be there, all throughout the summer. Like, you already had those things booked, which is absolutely crazy. And I just feel like I could never do such a thing. So you're, like, such a – you're, like, a hero.
0: I think (laughs) after having, like, three – I think it's been three events under my belt, I kind of know the flow of things – And selfishly, I like to be able to plan trips, so I like having all the meetings already in my calendar to kind of know, like, okay, so I can't go on this weekend,
1: but I can go on the next weekend. That's so true. So you would say that planning the Great Reno Balloon Race gets a little easier each year that you do it, Um, or do you think that also New Year's comes with new and different challenges as well? Like, what do you think about that?
0: I think different things get easier and easier each year. We just find different ways to get everything in flow better. Uh, we get, what's the word, automate everything a little bit more. We've been flowing more towards, like, what can we do digitally versus doing all these paper applications, all these other things that kind of just take with time. Um, so I think that's where it gets easier. But every year there's new challenges uh, that do happen. But I wouldn't say they're too difficult there's always a solution to something as long as we just kind of sit down think it through figure it out might take two to three years to implement like those changes but like people will get used to them like for example the cloud nine um tent we just in 2022 was when we first put in digital ticketing system Oh, wow. And that was like completely brand new to us because everyone was so used to having everything mailed, not using digital tickets. So we had to train not only our volunteers, but the fans that did buy tickets. So it, second year smoothed a lot was a lot easier than
1: the first year, but obviously it will get better and better each year. Do you think that there's going to be a tissue paper balloon launch next year?
0: <laughs> yes. So we are having to recreate, that's like a sit down debrief meeting in February, but it <laughs> will course. be more of a... We just have to like extend those like cylinder thingies that are on the contraptions and make them taller, and then t- teach the teachers how to
1: like make the holes bigger on their balloons. We figured out to that's fill the it solution. out with to yeah. fill more hot air into exactly. it. Yeah, I feel like some of the kids. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this year for some reason the these kids, these fifth graders, their little tissue paper balloons weren't blowing up as good as we had hoped because the construction and there were holes in the paper, which was crazy. And um, I feel like it could have been organized a little better. Like it was kind of crazy and um, no really formation to the lines of who's next. So everyone's Mm -hmm. like, I'm next, I'm next. And we're like, uh. I think what was different about this
0: tissue paper launch versus other years was that we had a lot more new classes that came Versus our standard people that always come every year that know oh. what to do. Uh, which is a good thing that, like, new teachers are discovering this. Because we want yeah. fifth graders to come. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just more like trying to, like, do more workshops and train more teachers.
1: Oh, I see. Do you think that there were too many people at this year's event? Um, when Natalie and I were looking through some of the social media DMs, there were a few complaints Um, Not too many, but there were some about the parking situation, traffic, crowds, lines, not being able to leave the parking lot due to traffic, noise, complaints. Like, you can call the police, they're here. You can call the city, they're here. You can call the director, he's here, and no one cares about your complaint. But what do you think about there potentially being too much traction at the event? Like, the park is only so big, and we can only offer so much parking, you know?
0: Um, I wouldn't say we don't care about their complaints. We do take them all into consideration (laughs) and look at every... We see everything, we hear everything, we record everything. Um, I wouldn't say the event is too big. It's just more so Reno's growing, as we're seeing. And like Mm -hmm. even when I go to, like say, the rodeo, for example, it's wild how long it can just take me to get in when it's never been like that before. (laughs) So I think it's also just more so... Also telling people here's the opportunity. You can go on Friday. There's slightly less people and just trying to push people to go to the other days. Yeah, I see. Really Friday was the least. All of
1: them. Busy.
0: We probably saw maybe more of a seventy five percent capacity on that day. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just more so teaching people like, hey, show up to the event a little bit early, claim this kind of spot. Um but I think it just comes with Reno growing. Even for like the Italian festival this past weekend, when I went, it took me 45 mm-hmm. minutes to find parking. Never wow. in my life have I had to spend that much time looking for parking for an event. So I think it's just coming with every event and trying to. What other tips can we provide people? Show up early. Show up at this time. Here's this schedule.
1: Right, um, we did give a lot of tips. Like, exactly, which I think only it did say help so much. Exactly, and not everyone will see those tips. But like a good chunk will see those tips. That's when I just like to say the marketing was too good.
0: You guys did a good job. You (laughs) guys like hit it. Advertised
1: it so much Mm -hmm. that so many people came.
0: Especially (laughs) even with uh, parking, because parking has always been like a hard thing to advertise. Mm -hmm. But I think the social media posts that you guys put out and even like on newsletters like really helped. Obviously, a lot of people missed it. Still, because not yeah. everyone has social media, not everyone's on the newsletter. I mean, our newsletter only has like twenty thousand people compared to like however many are in actually Reno. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's just communicating more with the public and just getting them to learn more. But then I mean, it goes back to like Reno is just growing, and we will never charge a gate fee to like limit the people because then that just goes right. against our mission statement. That's as a against. Nonprofit.
1: That's just changes the whole meaning of the whole thing if you guys were to start charging admission and stuff like that so that would just be crazy then less people would really come so let's let's not yes um (laughs) so pete copeland is your boss the executive director how do your jobs differ like what different stuff does he do from you so in comparison i kind of
0: like to look at it as he is the big picture guy, and so he is the face of the organization so, I take care, so let's say we'll go down the list, so like, sponsors, he does a lot of, everyone knows Pete, because that's, <laughs> he's the executive director, like, yeah. you don't not know the executive director, so he does a lot of the front-facing, like, contract negotiations while I execute all the contracts. Vendors, I just more so collect the applications and do invoicing while he, like, will, say, be the face and interact with them. Um, Here's the logistics of vending, because, like, I... I'm still learning the vending, but I don't really know a lot of what happens in the vending. Um, what else? Pilots, he's kind of the just, like, the big main front-facing p- person. I'll just do all the little things like social media and confirming, like, say, hotel rooms. But then Katie and Aaron, who are the flight ops team, will do all of the actual, like, recruiting of pilots, finding pilots, and those kinds of things. Um, so, I guess, to, like, look at, p is like, the big managing upfront guy yeah if someone had to go to him they would have to have like missed the levels of me katie eric that would have to be like something happening for them to have to go to him
1: right okay so i've heard conversations before about you potentially stepping up to his position one day is that something you would still consider um or do you think you would like to maybe one day put grbr in the past and maybe dabble in other professions
0: I think that's the goal, to one day be the next executive director. Obviously, that has to go through different approvals of, like, through him, the board of directors. But I think that would be a very nice goal to have. That is kind of why I'm also in the MBA program, to kind of... While I'm getting firsthand experience from Pete, I kind of also wanted mm-hmm. the, like... I guess the MBA is almost like the science of the background of, like, business. So like, my MBA, I'm emphasizing in entrepreneurship just so I can kind of know how business is run. And so I kind of want to apply that when I hopefully one day do become the next executive director
1: to kind of have, like, my own perspective of how, of how to do things. Gotcha. Um, so what new aspects and challenges do you see coming for the 43rd annual Great Reno Balloon Race that may be different from past years?
0: I'd have to say, I mean, obviously every year we try to get new special shapes, um we work on making everything even bigger and better like more trading cards as you saw there were so this year we had running
1: low i'm like sorry guys
0: i'm out of the ron smith
1: cards already even
0: like in the past we'd had only had like 800 trading cards per pilot and then it was a thousand thousand this year we're hoping to up it to 1500 per pilot person etc that would be great Um, but obviously those are still going to run out. Yeah. And so it's just trying to figure out like, okay, what's our sweet spot? Um, new changes. I don't know if there's anything I can think of at the moment that's new or that would be a change to the event. It'd probably be more of an internal thing, like of how we process certain things, but nothing I think to like the public eye that would be changed.
1: I see what you mean. More of behind the scenes. Exactly. Advancements. Um, rather than I mean the people nothing that the people would probably know like oh that's so different that they exactly. did that this year but some behind the scenes stuff for sure all
0: people know our balloons are there here's a super right. glow Dawn Patrol mass exemption. they don't know the
1: behind the scenes <laughs> exactly they don't they don't know the half yes. of it I guess the which one change
0: people did notice this year was that we did have an addition of Kay and Shy yeah. the new co host to Ron they were
1: great they were and then <laughs> the
0: music even changed it was more upbeat got people dancing and
1: lively yeah we saw people dancing dancing in front of the stage the whole entire time it was so much fun <laughs> all right well thank you Melissa so much for taking the time and letting me interview you is there anything else you'd like to say maybe some promo for next year's balloon race or yourself uh, we'll save the dates for next year September 6th to 8th
0: 2024 um start planning early honestly it'll <laughs> be a great year
1: Make sure you show up to the event early. Yes. Um, get a good spot on the grass, a good parking spot as well. And then follow Reno Balloon on all social media platforms. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this R Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the
0: streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Our Town Reno, at OurTownReno.com, and on Instagram at little streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives. And remember, help each other out.